0: What's up everybody on today's show we'll sit down with Georgia tight end Brock Bowers as he was the finalist for the Lombardi Award and we'll look back on his season. We'll also catch up with voice of the Longhorns Craig Way as the future SEC team makes the college football playoff could face Bama again. And we'll go around the conference as we got tons of guys like Trevor Etienne, Rocket Sanders, Ja'Kory Brooks all hitting the transfer portal. Locked on SEC starts right now.
1: You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use our promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to a hundred bucks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. We've got plenty to discuss, so let's dive into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. makes the handoff around the conference we start over at alabama As nick saban made his weekly appearance on the pat mcafee show on thursday and uh pat asked him about the college football playoff and bama getting in and saban said he's been getting blown up from other schools who felt alabama was not the most deserving team to make the field he said my responsibility and obligation is to our team so i did the best job i could to promote what we've been able to accomplish winning 11 straight games and beating the number one team in the country in Georgia. We are a different team now than we were earlier in the season. Now, Eli Drinkwitz over at Missouri, stoking the fires a little bit. He was on Sirius XM Thursday. Made it clear that Jordan Travis's injury at Florida State should not have had a bearing on the Seminoles being left out of the playoff despite going 13-0 and winning the ACC. Eli Drinkwitz saying, let me ask you this. If a team in the playoff has a star player get injured now, are they gonna be removed from the playoff? And then we just put Florida State back in. That reasoning on the injury to Jordan Travis, he said to me, was completely nonsensical rationalization. Drinkwitz did admit being an SEC guy, but he said that one bothered me a lot, and then to not factor in maybe a team having an unfair advantage in some of their games, it just seemed like to me we were picking and choosing what lens we were going to look through. Look, uh, the aftermath of Sunday still looms large. People are still pissed that, you know, certain teams got in certain teams didn't in the playoff but uh i think after this week we can maybe start to turn the page and uh focus on just the football because you know we get it nobody's happy some teams are happy some aren't but uh playoffs are set they're not changing all right let's get to some other news in transfer portal news over at florida trevor atn are stud running back looking to Go play elsewhere next season. He announced on social media Thursday he is entering into the transfer portal. He will be a true junior next year. He'll have two years of eligibility remaining. He was Florida's leader in rushing touchdowns this year with eight yards per carry. at five five and a half yards per per, uh, carry and then yards per game, almost 70 yards rushing per game. Now, you know, he split the duties with Montrell Johnson, and those two guys together were really, really good. But Trevor Etienne was a freshman All-SEC back in 2022. And, again, very productive this season in uh, Florida. And, of course, he's the brother of Jaguars running back Travis Etienne. But Trevor Etienne, rumors are he'd like to go to Georgia. But uh, we'll see Georgia's got a loaded you know, loaded backfield already. A bunch of five-star recruits the last couple of years. So we'll see where Trevor Etienne opts going. He is a Louisiana native, so maybe LSU could be in play. But uh, Georgia is what a lot of people are uh, rumbling about with Trevor Etienne. Another stud SEC running back in Arkansas's Rocket Sanders. He announced this week he is entering the transfer portal. Now, he battled injuries throughout this year, was limited to just over 200 yards, but he was an all-SEC rusher in 2022 when he ran for over 1,400 yards and 10 touchdowns. So, uh, we will see where he ends up, but a very productive running back. We had him on at SEC Media Days over the summer, which... Uh, Rocket Sanders, the best of luck wherever he ends up. Landon Jackson over at Arkansas, he announced on social media this week he will be returning to Fayetteville. He was a team captain this year, led the Hogs with six-and-a-half sacks. So good to get Landon Jackson back. He was another guy who was at SEC Media Days. Over at Mississippi State, uh, wide receiver Xavier Thomas announced he will be entering the transfer portal. He was a 2022 freshman All-American he's a louisiana native maybe lsu isn't play for him but uh he averaged uh 13 and a half yards on 15 returns on special teams as a freshman uh punt return man he was very productive and uh again really good receiver we will see where he ends up but uh, you know a lot of schools launching nil initiatives mississippi state's got the bulldog initiative some people thinking maybe uh You know, maybe this could be a move, guys entering the portal just to maybe get a little bit more more money out of their current school. You can't blame them. It's a business move, but uh, we will see. Over at South Carolina, stud wide receiver Juice Wells. Very good coming into South Carolina last year in in 2022. Very uh, productive last year. And then this year just battled injury throughout this season and uh, just could never get going. Xavier Leggett. You know, jumped out there and had the huge monster year. But Juice Wells in the transfer portal and yesterday, or a couple days ago, there were reports that he was looking at Tennessee and Texas. And then a report from On3Sports last night that said Ole Miss and Oregon have both made a strong push for Juice Wells. So we'll see where Juice Wells ends up, but both Tennessee and Ole Miss in the SEC on his radar. And I guess we could say Texas too. They're soon to be an SEC team. Uh, Running back at South Carolina, Mario Anderson. He has entered the transfer portal. He was their top rusher this year, finishing with over 700 rushing yards. He was a former Division II star that transferred into South Carolina. Of course, they lost Marshawn Lloyd last year. He transferred over to USC. Mario Anderson, uh, Anderson's their leading rusher this year. He's entering the portal. Uh, good news, though, for South Carolina. Linebacker Debo Williams is reportedly coming back for one more season with the Gamecocks. Uh, he had over 100 and well, 113 tackles for them ranked third in the sec this year so big get getting depot williams to come back all right over at alabama they got a couple more departures recently wide receiver jacori brooks and defensive lineman isaiah hastings they were both big-time recruits uh Jacory brooks was a five-star recruit and uh look was very good for them 900 yards 10 touchdowns in his alabama career of course was very good a year ago back in 2022 and we'll see where he ends up and uh, and Hastings, two really, really good players. Over at Georgia, linebacker Xavier Sori, he has entered the transfer portal. 2021, he was a five-star prospect, the number two linebacker in the country. Uh, also, Georgia wide receiver and kick returner Makai Muse is reportedly set to enter the transfer portal. He was their return man. Very, very uh, valuable this year. 400 kick return yards, over 200 punt return yards. So, Kind of a surprise there. Muse will have two seasons of eligibility remaining after three seasons in Athens. And uh, their five-star quarterback, Brock Vandergriff, who we knew had entered the portal, he officially announced he is going to Kentucky. So Mark Stoops gets his new quarterback in Brock Vandergriff. And speaking of Kentucky, uh, they have guys hitting the portal. Tight end Jordan Dingle entering the portal. He's uh, entering as a grad transfer, was a freshman All-SEC team member there at SEC at uh, at Kentucky. So Jordan Dingle into the portal. Over at Texas AM, and m Mike Elko just seeing a big overhaul flux in his roster. Uh, former five-star offensive uh, defensive lineman LT Overton has entered the transfer portal. Saw media playing time as a true freshman in 2022. Played in all 12 games, started three of them. Uh, this past year, played in every game at 17 tackles, five tackles against Ole Miss. So that's a big-time one out there in LT Overton. And then Texas A&M offensive lineman Chase Pesantis entering the transfer portal, former freshman All-American. And then defensive back Tyreek Chapel entering the portal after three seasons with the Aggies. So big overhaul there on the roster uh, there at A&M. Kind of expected when you make a coaching change. All right, just a couple more notes here in our Around the Conference. Uh, over Kentucky, Ray Davis running back. He had already announced he's going pro. But uh, made an announcement on social media regarding the Gator Bowl. Said that, uh, posted a video, it said chapter started September 2nd, chapter ends December 29th. That is the date that Kentucky and Clemson kick off in Jacksonville. So uh, he will finish off his career playing in the bowl game. So look forward to seeing Ray Davis one more time out there for the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, Over at the SEC office, they announced their official all-freshman team for this season. A couple names to note, Texas A&M running back Ruben Owens. Uh, Florida wide receiver Trey Wilson, Vandy wide receiver London Humphreys, Ole Miss linebacker Santarion Perkins, and Alabama safety Caleb Downs, who isn't just uh, all freshmen, he is making uh, some all-American lists out there. So uh, one more note here, Mississippi State, Jeff Lebby, they have decided on a defensive coordinator hire. They are going to hire Alabama outside linebacker coach and special teams coordinator Coleman Hutzler. Hutzler uh, spent several years in the SEC with Alabama, Florida, South Carolina, Ole Miss, so he will go work aside alongside Jeff Lebby, and uh, over at LSU they uh, are bringing back offense coordinator Mike Mike Denbrock, giving him a three year extension, according to reports. Uh, Texas A and M have reportedly targeted him targeted him as their next OC this offseason, but A or LSU cuts them off and uh, extends Mike Denbrock, gives him a raise to keep him at LSU. Of course. Uh, you know, coaching Jaden Daniels this year had a phenomenal year. The Aggies, they're hiring Colin Klein, a former Kansas State quarterback who has been very good as an OC. And uh, Jaden Daniels receiving AP Player of the Year honors this week. And uh, obviously, he will be up for the Heisman Trophy this weekend. We will see if he takes home the trophy. But uh, congrats to him. And uh, we'll be talking with uh, Caroline Fenton. Or this weekend, she will be up there for the Heisman, so we'll get her reaction to what we presume uh, will come back to the SEC with Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, our conversation with Georgia tight end Brock Bowers. You don't want to miss that. Episode presented to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Like so Prize Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, the easiest and most exciting way for you guys to play daily fantasy sports. It is just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players like pros and sharks, you're just picking more than or less than on two to six player stat projections, and you will watch the winnings roll in. Of course, the basketball season here, now you can do basketball, you can do football, you can do a combo. You can pick uh, you know, LeBron James in the uh, more than three-pointers made. You can do Travis Kelsey in the uh, you know, less than catches, whatever it is, you can do the combo there, and uh, Price Picks lets you do that. They even offer that reboot policy that your uh, keeps your entries in play, even if one of your players gets injured. Uh, so if you have a player who exits the game in f- the first half, doesn't come back in the second half, that player is rebooted. PrizePix, the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to prizepickscom slash college. Use our promo code Locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Again, it's prizepickscom slash college. Use promo code Locked on college. It is PrizePicks and it is daily fantasy sports made easy. Chris Gordy here, coming to you from the Lombardi Awards here in Houston. As a guy who was here a year ago, he's a finalist, semi-finalist, and now here he is again in the uh, final four for the Lombardi Award. He is Georgia tight end Brock Bowers. What's going on, man? Uh,
1: not much. Just signing some stuff and getting it done.
0: <laughs> you, uh, this has got to be a whirlwind. Uh, you know, when you hit the award circuit, like your season ends. Uh, and then suddenly you're you're
1: being cast away city to city. But you did this a year
0: ago, so it's kind of become an old hat now, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd say, I mean, not really. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just a lot. Like, you want to rest as soon as the season gets over and uh, have a little free time. But, I mean, we get right back into it, um, going into, I mean, I guess, like our one-game season coming up for the bowl game and uh, just traveling here and uh, just enjoying, enjoying the time. Talk a little bit about this season for you, because obviously, you know,
0: you've been so productive, best tight end in the country these last couple of years, but um, obviously you've been able to stay healthy the majority of your career, and this year that, that injury happens. But how are you able to come back so quick from it? Because we hear about the tightrope surgery, and it takes so many weeks, but, I mean, you were gone less than a month.
1: Yeah, I mean uh – they, they took care of me a lot there, and we, uh, we went through, like, protocol and everything like that, and um, I started passing, like, the um, benchmarks, I guess, to get back, and uh, I was working my way back slowly but surely and uh, ended up being able to play, and, um, I mean, I just, I just wanted to play again. I mean, that, that was about it, like sitting out. And, is, is terrible so <laughs> it, it, was, it was
0: good to be, get back out
1: there yeah it's funny because i remember
0: some of those games they cut to you on the sideline and you just look absolutely miserable it's it's just got to be especially when your team's in a close game it's like you want to be out there helping them right yeah absolutely it, it's tough it's tough talk about that first game getting back out there from the surgery i mean did was it were you hesitant at all or was it like okay this is this is all had i'm ready to go
1: oh yeah i mean i was definitely a little hesitant but um I mean, once we got out there and started playing, I mean, it was like second nature again. And uh, I mean, it was it was a whole lot of fun playing playing back out in front of Sanford Stadium. Obviously,
0: you know, you guys kept that that win streak going. Let's let's just talk a little bit about this this past week. Obviously, it was a it was a tough battle with with Alabama. Um, I mean, from the get go, it just felt like everything that was kind of flowing with you guys all season just wasn't flowing early on. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, we uh, we had a good first drive. Then uh, I mean, I felt like we were just kind of choppy uh, on offense and defense. Um, I mean we couldn't really get uh, the momentum going our way too much and I mean it, it just um, just didn't have our best game and uh, I mean there's a lot of stuff I could have done better and um, I wish I would have but uh, I mean it's it's over now and it's done with and uh, yeah it just happens with football. Did you feel it felt like every time the, the ball touched your hands
0: you're such an explosive player did you feel a step slow at all or is it just kind of you're still just not 100% working your way back to be fully healthy mm-hmm.
1: yeah I'd, I mean it's like uh, the doctor said, he said uh, it's kind of like the new normal now, and or just for now, uh, like the next month. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just had to get used to that, and uh, I mean, just kind of fight through it. Uh, Lad went through the same stuff. I mean, he was you know battling injury, and you could see. I mean, there was
0: plays he'd make a play, and then he's limping off the off the field. It just had to be tough with not just you, but him trying to battle through this thing, not being 100. percent
1: Yeah, we were both battling through it, and um, yeah, I mean, just he was just battling, and I mean, I was. I mean, I was happy he was able to play a little bit uh, in that game, and uh, at least help the team out a little bit. Talk a little bit about the making
0: the adjustment from Stetson. Obviously, you had such great chemistry with him, and then Carson being that guy and taking over. Uh, it seemed like, man, Carson as soon as he got out there, he he was confident, and everybody was going, "Okay." Any worries about the quarterback? Are he's going to be just fine? But how hard was it for you adjusting from being with
1: Stetson all those years to adjusting to Carson? Um, I mean, it really wasn't. It really wasn't too bad. I mean, me and Carson take plenty plenty of uh, practice reps together. Like so, I mean, we take so many reps in practice. He knows, he knows what's happening. He knows the system in, in and out. And uh, I mean, he he just came in and did his thing.
0: It's interesting because you know the season ends and the transfer portal opens and guys are on the move and all that. Do you have a thought on, on Brock? He not only does Brock Vandergriff move on, but he's going to Kentucky. He's staying in the SEC. But you got to root for a guy like that, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's he's one of our dudes. He's uh, he was my roommate, and I'm I'm always rooting for him no matter where he ends up and uh, is going. So I'll I'll be rooting for him.
0: What uh, what was the outside of the injury this year? Were were there any challenges for you? Because I know you you said last year the idea was to get better day by day and take your game to the next level. What were the challenges for you personally this year outside of the injury?
1: Um, Some challenges this year. um, I mean, the main one was the ankle. I can't really – I mean, I'd say like after – I mean, just being frustrated sometimes and trying to work through those barriers just because – you're just like frustrated because you want to do your best every single, every single game and every single day, and it's just frustrating sometimes. But you got to control emotion, and just work, with folks on the next thing. What uh, what
0: was it like, Coach Coach Bobo taking over the offense? And it, I mean, all the concerns that maybe fans or media, whoever had, I mean, it looked like you guys really didn't miss a beat. The offense looked, you know, flowed
1: just as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, Coach Bobo was there for a year when we were there, so I mean, all the players knew him and felt comfortable with him. And I mean, he he did a great job this year, obviously. And uh, yeah, I'm just just Happy to be part of the system.
0: Give me a guy or two, either
1: offense or defense, that you thought took a huge leap this year that really just impressed you. Took a hu- Oh man, um, I think Dylan Bell. D- Dylan Bell showed up a few times in those uh, in those big games and uh, made some big plays. I think he he really balled out this year. And then, um, I'll try to think of a defensive guy, uh, C.J. Allen. I mean, he, he showed a bunch of improvement throughout fall camp and um, throughout the early part of the season when, um, when he was getting those twos reps and uh, just coming in there and balling as a freshman. Uh, Makai Muse was outstanding for you guys,
0: too, in the return game. What a cool story that was.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he's, he's a baller. We know it every day. I mean, we see it every day at practice. Um, he's always out there making plays. He's. I mean, he's so low to the ground, he has to be quick. And, uh <laughs> I mean, he, he does a great job back there, returning the ball and hitting it. Talking with Brock Bowers, and uh,
0: let's talk a little bit about this award, the Lombardi. It goes to you know typically an, an interior lineman, that somebody who gets it in the trenches, that sort of thing. We know how great of a pass catch you are, but this year and, and, and last year being recognized as a finalist here means you're doing a lot of the dirty work in, in that run game and helping block, right?
1: Yeah, I mean it, it, um, it's awesome to be a finalist. I mean, I'm honored to be a part of the, this group, these, uh, these other three guys, and. Um, I mean, just to be associated with the award is awesome, too. I mean, just the history and um, all the players that came through and earned it. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's been awesome. You have an earlier thought on the uh, the matchup. I mean,
0: Florida State, they're angry they missed the playoffs. I'm sure you guys frustrated that y'all missed the playoffs. But this seems like a game of, you know, people always say, ah oh, you know, maybe neither team cares. But it seems like both sides really care because you really want to go out on a high note here.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously uh, – everyone's super competitive and wants to win I mean that's our plan I mean we're not going out there to lose the game and um, I mean we're going to give them our best shot and' I'm, they're going to give us their best shot, so i mean we're we're looking forward to it you've got uh, obviously some decisions to make here. you have a timeline an idea of kind of when you
0: you'll have those discussions and make a, make a decision that sort of thing
1: mm-hmm. um I mean I'm just kind of feeling that right now, seeing what's happening and uh just going talk talk with some more people I guess and uh see, see what see what everything looks like. Alright, best part of being here in Houston, I heard you, I, I
0: interviewed you last year while you were eating Tex-Mex, this year you you're, you haven't eaten yet, but I heard you requested the Tex-Mex, right?
1: Yeah, I'm eyeballing it right now, I mean, I, <laughs> I requested, we were on the bus and we were driving over, I was asked if we were getting Mexican food again, so, yeah. Are
0: you fajitas, queso, or are you, what's, what's number one?
1: Fajitas, All right. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's meat, protein. Yeah,
1: yeah, meat, protein, uh, rice, yeah. He is Brock Bowers. Brock, thanks so much for the time, man. Congrats
0: on uh, on a great season, and uh, best of luck tonight, right? Yeah, thank you. Our thanks to Brock Bowers. This episode is presented to you by our friends over at eBay. Motors. Look, we've been telling you about our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience—it's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, rack roofs, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more—whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors—they've got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You're always going to find exactly what you're looking for and with the eBay Guaranteed Fit. Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time your money back because with ebay motors you are burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win so go keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guarantee fit only available to u.s customers it's ebaymotors.com We're along here, locked on SEC. And speaking of the SEC, there is, uh, well, we got two teams coming to the SEC here in a couple months. It is Texas and it is Oklahoma. And one of those teams is in the playoff, college football playoff, along with Alabama. It is the Texas Longhorns. So we figured nobody better to get on to talk about the Texas Longhorns as they make the college football playoff than Craig Way voice of the Texas Longhorns legendary voice and he joins us now Uh, Craig let's start here congrats on the Horns uh, making the playoffs I guess uh, Texas is back right
2: Uh, (laughs) that's been kind of a popular phrase Um, put put it this way being in the college football playoff uh, does give a sign that this program is moving to where they want to be in the national contending status year in, year out. It was a major step forward, no doubt about it, winning their last ever Big 12 Conference Championship before moving into the SEC next year, and, uh, and doing it in
0: really dominating fashion over Oklahoma State. Let's, uh, let's jump here, Craig. Can, can Sark win this whole thing, given the challenge of facing, facing Washington, and then you know perhaps uh, having a, to beat Alabama again? They'd love to have the shot at it. It would mean they're in the national championship. I I believe this team
2: um, believes they can beat anybody, and I think Sark said that, you know, when they're playing like they're capable of playing, and even after losing Jonathan Brooks, they probably feel like they can compete with just about anybody. Now, they've got to play a really good game and and all that, but but they've proven, I think, when they're playing uh, as well as they're capable. They can stand toe-to-toe with just about anybody in the country. You better believe when you get to this point that you can compete. No question
0: about it. Talking with Voice of the Longhorns, Craig Way. Craig, uh, how nervous were folks in Austin on Sunday morning? I, I mean, there was no guarantee that this was going to happen. Yeah, I,
2: I, there might have been a little bit of nervousness if only because it hadn't happened yet. And, uh, you know, things were so unusual. And in order for it to happen... Obviously, the the uh, the committee was going to have to do something that it had never done before, and that was to leave out an undefeated Power Five conference champion. And I'm here to tell you guys, had Alabama not beaten Georgia, I don't know that Texas would have moved past Florida State. Now I know what the I test says, what everybody feels, but if they had, but if uh, Georgia had won, and you would have had four unbeaten power five conference champions, I think it would have been a lot easier for the committee at that point to say, let's just go status quo and keep it how it is. But once Alabama kind of upset the apple cart, it's like, well, can we really put Alabama in over Texas who beat them in Tuscaloosa? I know it was early in the season, but it's a win is a win, and Alabama won 52 of 53 in that stadium uh, prior to that, so could we really do that? And then they I think they did even more evaluation of of the three of Texas, Alabama, and Florida State, and said two of the three can go in, who are the, the two better of the three teams? And I think they got it right.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I think that's what they said, Craig. I think they said when Bama won the championship, I think they said, well, we got to put the SEC champion in Bama. And then they all looked around the room and said, well, wait, we can't put Bama in and not Texas because of the head-to-head, which says right in the rule book, head-to-head matters. So I thought they were they were up stuck between a rock and a hard place there.
2: Yeah, and and – you know, it was a tough deal. You know, I've I've had a lot of people ask me before this year, even, would you want to serve on the college playoff committee? And I always said, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I might have a second thought about it. You know, now uh, this year with everything with, with what they all had to go through, but it was uh, it was it was unique, no doubt about it. Now we'll see what the Longhorns can do in New Orleans against Washington, a really good Washington team.
0: Well, let's let's go there, Craig. A, a quick look ahead. What what is it going to take for for Texas to beat Washington?
2: Well, I I think they're going to have to have enough of a rush on Michael Penix to make it very difficult for him uh, and and so that the secondary can play as it's capable of playing. So I I think that Tavondre Sweat has to have a big game. I think the defense is going to have to be able to try to at least somewhat contain Penix to have an opportunity to win this football game. I think the offense will move the ball, and I think the offense can score points on Washington. They did it last year even without B. John Robinson uh, and Roshon Johnson in the game and Quinn Ewers had a big game against Washington but uh, they were you know, missing that element of the running game and the defense couldn't stop Washington enough at the Alamo Bowl and they lost 27-20. I think they can stand toe-to-toe with them but I do believe that they're going to have to get some stops and Sweat obviously
0: is the anchor of that defense. Craig, one more for you in this world we're living in with NIL and perhaps you know, schools maybe being able to pay players in the near future directly, as Charlie Baker proposed this week. Uh, with Texas coming to the SEC, are, are they ready for this and, and the money that it's going to take to, to you know, I guess appropriate everywhere? Sure.
2: I mean, it's it money is going to be the challenge for all institutions, I think, going forward. I do think the University of Texas is better positioned than most, but it, it's going to be a challenge. I mean, the NIL – uh, the texas one fund which is the nil arm uh also uh will be challenged as well to continue in its fundraising effort so i yeah it's it but um i think this was a long time coming now we'll see what the next steps are going to be
0: he is craig way uh, craig thanks so much for the time man. really appreciate you uh, jumping on with us
2: my pleasure Thank.
0: all right that's uh, craig way there of the uh, voice of the longhorns and uh Appreciate him. He's uh, doing do a little traveling, and I appreciate him jumping on with us for a little bit to talk about uh, Texas making the playoff. They are an SEC team. Look, when they won on Saturday, won the Big 12, you know, they booed the, the commissioner, and all the Texas fans started SEC, SEC. They're they're in. They're in. If Texas, if Texas wins this whole thing, we're claiming part of it. The SEC, we're going to claim part of their championship. Uh, that's just how it goes. All right, thank you guys so much for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Our thanks to our guest today, Brock Bowers. Of course, uh, finalists for the second year in a row at the Lombardi Award for joining us. Thanks to Craig Way, voice of the Longhorns, uh, talking a little bit of the Texas angle, making the playoff. And thank you guys for, again, making us your first listen every day, and coming back and being everydayers right here on the show. Now for your second listen, you can go check out uh, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today. Here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus all our national shows. For your second listen, go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Just constantly streaming 24-7 with all of our great shows and uh, different analysts and all that. So go check that out, Locked On Sports Today. This has been Locked On SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Come on back and see us.